We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Are you crying? No. Are you crying? Are you crying? There's no crying. There's no crying in baseball. You think football is still fun? Uh, yes. Sir. Yes, no. No? Sir, sir uh, it was fun. Not anymore, though, is it? Is it? No, not by No, it's not fun anymore. Not even a little bit. Just look at that. He hit the fall. That gets a free stay. <laughs> you having fun yet? Oh, yeah. I'm having a blast. Thanks. Good. All right. Welcome back to Big Screen Sports, the podcast where all movies are sports movies. I am your host, Kyle Banduho. Today, in honor of what I am pretty sure is the show's first Halloween episode, we're talking the original Scream. Me, Caroline Darney, neither of us are huge horror movie people, but this movie is is an absolute banger. Uh, really fun episode. Before we get to that, as always, want to shout out our Big Screen Sports Patreon group for supporting the show, especially our producer-level Big Chill patrons. That is Aaron Figueroa, Mike Schubert, Steve Rogers, Kevin Frost, Mike D., Ryan Yeager, Mike Trees, Chris Mykoski, Andrew Teagle, John Craig, Sam Smith, Zach Rich, Jason Alba, Stephen DeBoe, and Classic Stadium Fire. Big thanks to our producers and all of our patrons for supporting this show. If you want to support the show, go to patreon.com slash bigscreensports. Today is the last day to get your votes in. For on the polls for movies to be covered in the month of November. It looks like two two heaters, two of my favorites, are going to be covered in November. But um, we'll have those polls. We'll have two more, at least two more, go up for December. And at least two every single month, patrons running the roost here. You get schedule updates. You get ad-free episodes on the patron feed, merch. And you get to keep this thing running, which... Uh, if you like the show, seems like a good perk. If you want to support the show for free, just tell a friend or leave a five-star rating and a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, wherever you do. Get your podcast. With that, let's get to Scream. Me, Caroline Darney, talking a movie that is super 90s, super meta, a lot of fun. All right, returning to the show for this very special Halloween episode of Big Screen Sports, it is my co-host, Caroline Darney from Bet for the Wind. Caroline, how are you tonight? Hey, it's spooky. Spooky. Yeah, this I is this the first time we've waded day. into this. <laughs> we did it at night. We watched it very, very courageous. Yeah, of, but of Jacqueline and I. I have since watched 2.75 screen movies, uh, a la Mighty Ducks. <laughs> I didn't. I, I, I literally knew that was going to happen when, when I said when we decided we were doing this. I was like, "You're just gonna, gonna keep it up." Did you break it up by watching the plane trailer? We haven't talked about the plane trailer. <laughs> you mean just? I've just been watching that on repeat for since you sent it to me. Plane it's is art. that is day one for me. 
it's, that movie is every everything I need. It's, it was it's basically like how I was with Moonfall. Like yes, immediately no notes. Let's go. Don't even care. Yeah. Don't even tell me anything else. Don't want to know. Absolutely, absolutely. Caroline, what's going country. on? At, at, what's going on at Bet for the Win? Oh, all sorts of stuff. Um, we're just you know putting out the content. It's been a fun week. We've got another fun week coming up soon. We'll have hopefully some devotion coverage. If you're looking for more movie reviews from your girl, um, and then I'm uh, finishing up my marvel rewatch or finishing up is a loose term i still have several series to go <laughs> and a couple movies i'm up to um what am i up to now uh no way home which just means mm. i'm gonna cry for three hours tomorrow at some mm. point super excited about that no just kidding. i absolutely love that movie um it's maybe my fave it's wonderful uh, but yeah everything's good over at bed for the win we're um getting ready for another weekend of football and uh we've got a bunch of world series stuff coming your way we got some you know top six best bets for mvp uh, go phillies because i just i can't i don't know if you're actually i don't know if you're an astros fan i should ask no, I, I'm okay not. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a twins fan we're uh we're pulling for the phillies in this house as well yeah i was like when my options as a red sox fan are astros which i think everyone understands why a lot of people don't like them you know uh and the yankees i was like well <laughs> go national league yeah <laughs> so yeah go go phils um today we are we're really taking the all movies or sports movies to a different level with this uh because surviving a serial killer is a sport there's a lot of running a lot of running this is really truly a cross-country movie Uh, we are talking about scream the 1996 slasher film I, this is another one of those IMDb summaries where I'm not sure the person watched the movie very, very well. A year after the murder of her mother, a teenage girl is terrorized by a new killer who targets the girl and her friends by using horror films as part of a deadly game. That's not, it's not really it. It's like the director uses horror films as a tribute. But yeah. Not, yeah. He's making yeah. it sound like he like tricks her into movie theaters. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. No, it uh, it starred Neve Campbell, Skeet Ulrich, and Courtney Cox. It was directed by the great Wes Craven, uh, director of A Nightmare on Elm Street, and a guy in Last House on the Left, and a guy who play, pays homage to a million different horror movies in this one. Got a 79% on Rotten Tomatoes. Has spawned, I believe, five sequels now. Five sequels, cool. a reboot, a uh, lot of stuff. Carolyn, you and I, we don't, we, we talked after our last episode, we don't do horror that much. No. We both have seen this movie, had seen yeah. this movie multiple times and it's, and it's sequels. I've seen Scream 2 a bunch. I had Scream 2 on VHS. I'm not a huge horror person, but why does this one, why this one for you? Um, This feels like a classic and it's just, it's just cheesy enough. Like it's, so it's in there. I'm actually curious. I should have looked up like, I'm just thinking it was, um, I know what you did last summer feels like it was around the same time as this or right after this one kind of, and this is, this is stepping on the trivia a little bit, but this one kind of the slasher genre was kind of, was kind of dead. Yeah. This one, the, the meta-ness of it and the awareness of this movie kind of restarted it. And then, yeah, we get the, I know what you did last summer, which is just meme central in that. This is much more of one that I can handle because one, I think part is, I don't remember necessarily the first time I saw it. Like, I really wish I can't take you back to that moment with me when like, I, cause I don't even know if I saw it. Like, this isn't something that I would have gone to see in the theaters. Cause I would have been like 11 when it came mm-hmm. out. So it's not like, you know, fresh faced 11 year old Caroline. So I definitely saw this on like VHS at some point later. Um, and so it's tense enough. It's more of a, 
mystery. Like it's just, mm-hmm. the, it's the whole thing, the whole time you're like, who actually is it? Is it, is it Skeet Ulrich who they are very heavy handedly trying to make you think it is early on? Yeah. Like, is it the guy that's obsessed with, with horror movies and Randy? Like, is it whatever, whatever, is it the dad? Like, is it blah, blah. Um, so I don't, I think that's why I can kind of get, I think I know what you did last summer is a little bit scarier than this one. Um, this one now feels more campy to me. I don't know if that's really fair. Yeah. And (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how I would have felt about it if I had seen it without the context and without the, you know, the 25 plus years of how we view the Scream franchise now. And especially taking the sequel into mind because the sequel upset. I mean, the sequel having that, that scene in the film class where they're talking about sequels is just like, okay, we're very in on the joke. I texted, this is fitting for after last week too. And my whole thing about Joshua Jackson. And I mentioned last week, I was like, I'm pretty sure he was, he was in the film class and scream too. Like he's uncredited. Like the character doesn't have, or sorry, he's credited, but the character doesn't have a name. It's like student in film class or whatever. And I did not remember that he goes on a whole, cause someone, Sarah Jessica, um, Sarah Michelle Geller is also mm-hmm. in this, in the sequel, which I completely forget every single time until I decide to like watch it randomly some Halloween, whatever. And I'm like, oh, yeah, she's in this. But she's talking about how there's never a sequel that's better than the original. And that's an ongoing debate that people have had as long as movies have existed. And Joshua Jackson throws out my favorite sequel of all time, Aliens, uh, which is perfect. And I was like, wow, I just am like so super in love with him. This is perfect. You, you and Joshua like Jackson it. just vibing these last two just weeks. Vibing. I mean, <laughs> this one is is certainly, I think, more of a thriller. And I don't, yeah. again, yeah, I saw this one on VHS, probably over at a friend's house or something. But I, I think about the movies. I, I don't do horror too much. Like I don't, you know, I've seen like the classics, um, like Halloween, which this movie riffs on a ton yeah. is to me, one of the scariest movies ever. And I saw it way too young, but like that movie to me is, is scary. And like, we, we get glimpses of scenes from that movie when they're watching it at the party. Yeah. And I I'm like thinking like we were, we're watching screen and I'm telling Jacqueline, like that scene they're watching in Halloween is so scary, but this is certainly more of a thriller mystery. Type. Yeah. Um, and it's just really fun. The, yeah. And so even the, like, it is fun, which is weird to say about a movie where like 90% of the cast like dies a gruesome death. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah. Like where you're like, oh, it's just a romp. Um, yeah, just so much fun. <laughs> these 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 kids, these crazy kids are just having the time yeah. of their lives. But the gore isn't like what you get in like Saw. It's, yeah. it's, it's very much like, oh, this was cornstarch. Like, mm-hmm. th- and that's, you know, and so I think that's what helps. So I actually, to the point of not liking scary movies, which as a millennial woman i do listen to true crime i watched all of like you know criminal minds i love a murder show i've watched like every danish like murder drama on netflix like whatever yeah um i think that's more of like what you get i just haven't seen a recent what you would consider horror movie i've seen a lot of the like um let's see what are some of the i saw last house on the left when they read read that i saw the orphan a few years back i saw it like it's terrifying Oh my God. Yeah. Cannot. Kids. That one. Yeah. yeah uh, the orphan. Like paranormal Omen. activity. Yeah. Um, that, that was the thing. See, I wish I was more into to horror and like supernatural horror, like, like the conjuring and stuff like that. I just don't do, but shutter is apparently just the best streaming service. Like it, there are 
the one horror is the one genre that is constantly getting new movies made like new <laughs> creative movies i and get so creeped out even when i like see that when it starts to get this time of year and the ads start happening i'm like no stop yeah, yeah. my just, sister made just me go for see. me my sister loves them um and one of my best friends like absolutely loves them and so, you know, I didn't like, I know that, uh, I might do one of like a middle of the day watching of something like Heredit. I've heard hereditary is really scary, mm-hmm. like really good in that sense. Um, I never saw midsummer cause I heard that was like the oh, same. Yeah. Not, that's not, that's again, it's not for me. <laughs> like, um, and so those are the things like, and I really don't do well. I really don't do well with like the paranormal, like, like what are the ones with like the, the nun? Oh yeah, the, the, the any yeah. with the grudge, um, any of those things, like, and I so the, I saw the ring, ring scared I, the <laughs> shit out of me. I shit you not. Okay, so I was in high school. I went to the movie. I went to go see it with some friends. I come back home, and it's like ten thirty. My parents are in bed. It's not super late, but it's like late enough that they were like already in bed, like reading or whatever. And in our house, like at the top of the stairs was like the double doors to their room. And then right next to it was the office that had like one of the glass pane doors. And this was, you know, 2002, somewhere there. And so um, I was like, first thing I got to do is get on aim. So I'm like, turn on oh, the computer. Yeah. yeah. And turn around to like, go back and like put on PJs, whatever. And my dad was standing in the doorway <laughs> and he had literally just walked out. Like it wasn't like he was standing there or like knew that I went to a scary movie or, and I let out, like a legitimate scream like just and he was like oh, i'm so sorry and i was like i'm so sorry i went to see this scary movie and so i remember like checking my watch and i was like all right it's been a week since i saw that and i'm still alive okay good the ring would be the most fun thing i like to do that exercise of like bring another bring the an actor who's in that movie bring another one of their characters into the movie and have uh because in that movie is brian cox who is logan roy in succession and just have have Logan Roy be in the ring, which would that would be a real treat. That would that would bring the movie up up a little bit. And I'll tell you what, I went and did one of my summer cruises in the Navy with um, over in Japan. And this is completely way. I mean, this, we're way off of schedule already, earlier than we usually are for these. But yeah. Um, and we went. I went to this place called Yokohama. So we were in Yokosuka on the ship, and I did this like I went on a day trip with a friend into Yokohama beautiful spot absolutely gorgeous loved it went to hard rock because i wanted american food um of course as one does as one does (laughs) (laughs) and uh they had this little like fair carnival thing like down by the water it was really cool and like it was normal stuff like ferris wheel like all stuff but they had a haunted house thing and my buddy like talked me into it and i was like gotta tell you folks if you don't like haunted houses or scary shit, don't do it in Japan because they take it to the next level because everything was like automated and like motion censored. And so you'd like walk through a doorway and it would perfectly blow like cold air down your back. And I was like, Oh my God. Or you'd like step and a light would come on down the hallway. And it was like the girl from the ring with all the hair and the night and the nightgown. I was just like, I can't, I, it was awful and my oh man i'm telling you my sister loves this stuff so she makes us go to like the hollow scream thing at bush gardens every year and like and then she'll make me again i say make me i'm like my 30s like (laughs) she's still my older sister she's like you go first and so then she's like pushing me around corners with like clowns coming out yeah that's not not my scene 
I was going to say like no amount of money you could pay me to do a haunted house, but like if we get to a hundred patrons, I'll do a haunted house. We've got some some cushions. (laughs) We've got some cushion on that, but um, this one, hall of fame, all-star starter bench warmer for you. Uh, It's a hall of fame horror movie for me. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I, again, this This movie is great. Yeah. It is tough because like, I say for me only because again, like I don't have this huge long love affair with like Halloween or Freddy, you know, Nightmare on Elm Street or, you know, list any of the, you know, uh, what is the one that Sam Raimi did, the Dawn of the Dead or whatever. whatever. Oh, yeah. Um, so I don't have this like, but for me in my life with like what I consider like this is one of the cornerstones of like horror genre. Cause I do, I agree with you. I think it relaunched like what we know horror at my age frame the millennials know horror as like in the like early mid 90s to early 90s um and it had just like this cast and this moment like the like i want to it's almost like that one play game like reminds me of saw but like the the trivia and like wrong like the voice things and the masks those are still i mean you go out on halloween mm-hmm. on monday and i guarantee you'll see at least like three of them like i wore the scream mask once for halloween maybe twice actually i think i i had one it was like uh it had it was like plastic and it had like a like a blood pump like you could like shoot like the fake blood like through the mask it was uh yeah it was very very ornate um i mean let's talk about this cast though it's an interesting mix it's wild i am shocked that they aren't as old as i thought they were (laughs) horror it's you look back at horror movies and it's even like like all the slashers, you know, like the the Halloweens, the Friday the Thirteenth, the Nightmare on Elm Streets, and you look back at those casts, and it's like horror movies are where a lot of people get their start, and then yep. you'll see like you know little pick like uh, you know in the fourth uh, Friday the Thirteenth movie, I think like Corey Feldman is in that right before he he blows up. Yeah, um, Jamie Lee Curtis, obviously, who gets a ton of shine in this movie. Uh, He's you know, still Nightmare. making these movies, man. Yeah, yeah, There's one just on came Elm out, Street. didn't it? Yeah. A Nightmare on Elm Street, Johnny Depp in in, yeah. in that one. Um, so this one is in, is interesting because it's this is like Nev Campbell. This is her. This is the peak. I mean, like, I mean, I'm sure the Scream franchise has set her up really well. I think she was also in like Wild Things or something like that. But th- this is definitely it for her. But it's a bunch of different people where it's like early Matthew Lillard, who is just one of my favorite character actors like, i just lo- love seeing him on screen whether he's stew or whether he is shaggy he's he great. was in a lot less than i remembered mm-hmm. if that makes sense yeah um because i remember him from she's all that and i thought he had been in several of those types for me like of the like but he i i agree he just he always he just like steals your attention right he just mm-hmm. eats up every single scene he's in yeah, even in bad movies, like yeah. even in even in Summer Catch, which is objectively a bad movie, he's <laughs> he's excellent and he's so much fun. And then like Drew Barrymore, who'd already had you know she E. T. and all, all this stuff, but it kind of launches her into adulthood. Yeah, and, and that you know, was she, I do remember that moment of being like a point of discussion when this came out, and they did they did this real again in two, not so much in three because the first like the cold open, if you will. Mm-hmm. And the third one is Leave Shriver. Mm-hmm. So, um, it's less of like a, but they, I mean, Jada Pinkett Smith is the woman, you know, in the second movie that does the same, this cold open with a mm-hmm. very famous actress who could have easily been the lead that gets just 
you don't see them again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You see their insides. <laughs> Speaking of the casting, what are the chances that the guy you pick for the no line three seconds on film and leave Schreiber is fucking leave Schreiber. That ends up being like potentially one of the more famous people to come out of this movie. <laughs> so how, so obviously drew Barrymore from like, from here on drew Barrymore has the best career. I think it's pretty obvious. Like she had yeah. some huge movies, you know, she has her talk show. Drew Barrymore has Drew Barrymore probably has more money than anyone in this cast besides Courtney Cox. Yeah. Um, Courtney Cox. It was already like, wild was, that she, this was two years into friends. Yeah. So she is, I wouldn't say like this didn't elevate her. I don't, that's the thing. Like she's so good in this, but I'm not sure it like friends is just so big. It kind of dwarfs that she was in these movies. Well, she didn't really, I mean, she did a little bit here and there off and on like TV show mostly. Mm-hmm. And then Cougar Town was like the big. Um, I don't know what this Shining Veil series is that is from 2022, but yeah, um, Leave Schreiber has has been in a lot, ton of movies I love. He's in Spotlight. Uh, Ray Donovan, a lot of people like yeah. Ray Donovan. Um, Rose McGowan has had a really good career, and then um, you know, like Getting Out of the Way. This is a Miramax film. Rose McGowan is the, was one of the first people to like sound the alarm on Harvey Weinstein, and was very yeah. brave in that regard. So yeah, um, I, I wanted to. So Jamie Kennedy, we were talking about this before we started recording. Jamie Kennedy was certainly a thing. He had a moment. Jamie Kennedy has made at least one movie and most of the time, multiple movies and every year, except one since the year 2000 or say, let's see, wait, no, no, no. Since, uh, since 1996 from how many years has it been since Jamie Kennedy has starred in a movie that is that is fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, since 1996. 2000. Okay. He has been so he has been making 22 years worth of movies and none none are certain none the, last, the last fresh movie he was in was Boiler Room. Oh, he was in Boiler Room? Yeah. Although I will say he he was in Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, which while being rotten on Rotten Tomatoes is, I love Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. <laughs> there are people who stand Malibu's Most Wanted. I'm not one of those people. No. Um. Yeah, but it, it's it's a really interesting mix. I think he's really good in this. I Randy is like Randy might be my favorite character. Randy is absolutely essential. Oh, for um, sure. To this to this movie, and I I think that he does play that role perfectly. Um, and it just, it's the role that feels 1996 to me. Like, oh yeah, of course, Jamie Kennedy is in this movie. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, of course, this makes sense. It's a sign of the times. Um, let's get into the IMDb trivia. This one is a rich text. I encourage people go back and, and look at it yourself. There's a ton of cool stuff about all the homages to horror movies. And th- this one is like thick in that, obviously Halloween the most. Uh, but there, there's a lot of like, there's a lot of cool ones that, you know, the obvious one being like Billy's last name is Loomis. This references Dr. Loomis, who is Michael Myers psychiatrist in Halloween, but, but tons of them between Wes Craven's cameo is Fred, the janitor, just exactly like Freddy Krueger. Yes. Stuff. Yeah. A lot of, that lot was of good stuff. Notes. I was like, wait a minute. He's yeah. Does I, it I've got one. Got, um, what's his name? The Fonz. <laughs> yes. 
So like, I've got I've got one thing that is not casting related, and I didn't notice this when Henry Winkler opens the closet in his in his office, his black leather Fonz jacket is in there. Oh yay! Oh, love, I love that. Do you love watch it. Do you watch Barry? Yes. I'm not I'm not caught up. I, I watched. I mean, yeah, I'm not I watched, either. But... Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, he's, I love a good Winkler moment because he's he's been he's so great in that show. Like Barry is, if you're not watching Barry, folks, like go watch Barry. It's Winkler's excellent. a joy. Winkler's a joy. Okay, uh, some casting stuff. Uh, uh, because she was a favorite of the writer Kevin Williamson, Molly Ringwald offered the role of City Prescott but turned it down, saying she'd rather not be playing a high school student at the age of 27. Yeah, found interesting. Uh, allegedly, wow. she would only have been 27 at that point. Why can I not figure out time in the 80s? <laughs> Joaquin Phoenix turned down the role of Billy Loomis. Oh, he's in, he's gladiator. He's essentially a sociopath and gladiator four years later. He would have been, he would have been good. I don't know if he can do like the sultry, sexy thing that, that yeah. Skeet Ulrich is trying yeah. to do. I don't know he's if he's trying to do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Freddie Prince Jr. auditioned for the role of Stu. Not for Stu. He would have been an incredible Billy Loomis because like, he's never not likable. And it probably would yeah. not have been good for his career if he had played Billy or Stu, if he had played a killer. I was, say, it, I was like, he should have been Billy, but I don't believe that because I just don't, he's, he's the, like, he's the boyfriend if they didn't actually do it. He's yeah. the Jerry O'Connell in Scream 2. Yes. Like, it's the one that you for a second are like, is the nice guy actually... Because, and again, they very heavy handedly are doing the like, skeet, skeet him, like, you know, <laughs> spoiler alert, it is partly, <laughs> but it's very, and you're, so it's almost, I do love a, a show that does it where it's like, it's so obvious that it's this person that there's mm -hmm. no way it's this person. And I think you need that creep factor that, um, that skeet art brings to it because that's what, um, did you watch Only Murders? Are you caught up on Only Murders? I haven't seen it. I need to. Oh it's on the list. God, you need to watch. You need to watch <laughs> Only Murders. We we went to go see Steve Martin and Martin Short this weekend, and it was a delight. Oh, that's amazing! It was fantastic. Um, couple that, plenty of plenty of actresses linked to the Sydney Prescott thing. I don't, you know, I don't know who who was for real, who wasn't, but including Melissa Joan Hart, Brittany Murphy, and Reese Witherspoon. I... Melissa Joan Hart, I'm a no on. That's a no for me. Yeah, Brittany Murphy, I actually think could have done this. So it's this happens before after Clueless because Clueless is referenced in the movie. There's a there's a line. Yeah, there's someone says as if or something like that. And that is that is referenced, I believe. Reese, I just. I wouldn't doubt her. I think she could do it. The mm -hmm. question is, does she have the like brooding tough enough part that Nev Campbell, I think, brings that edge to? Mm -hmm. um, I think she could do. I don't know. I'm now I'm tapping into like what is Big Little Lies territory. I was like, she was pretty like tough and gritty, if you will. And at the mm -hmm. same time being the like kind of like prissy, whatever you expect the, you know. Yeah, I, think I could see cool. it. I, I just, I, I wouldn't doubt her. Re she's, she's earned enough credit where it's like she can do a whole lot of everything. Um, I think they retroactively awesome. think that she could have done it. I don't know that actually pre-life experience, not that she's experienced <laughs> that, but you know what I mean? Like she's mm -hmm. evolved as an actress over her career. I don't know if like pre-legally blonde, 
Reese Witherspoon would have been great for that role. I do. I really like Nev Campbell in this. Mm-hmm. Uh, Breckenmeyer and Jason Lee auditioned for the role of Randy. Again, Breckenmeyer right Meyer. off Clueless. Shit. I, that, that's another sign that it's a 90s movie if Breckenmeyer is in it. Um, Jason I Lee, I love. I love Jason Lee so much. Oh, yeah. He would have been great. Actually, I think any of those three, including the one who got it, yeah. were, would have worked. My, my name is Earl slept on. This is this last one. This is the most random. Leonardo DiCaprio and Holly Marie Coombs tested, screen tested together for roles of Billy Loomis and Sidney Prescott, which like I don't know if that actually happened. But imagine if Leo, the year before Titanic, plays a serial killer. I think he would have been really good. Oh, he would have been. He would have been amazing. Um, <laughs> like Caroline, he would have been he amazing as because Billy he was. has the thing that 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 Billy that Skeet Ulrich was missing, which was the actual. Like, I, well, okay, that's not fair. There were a lot of women, or teenagers, or teens, or whatever, appropriately aged women in 1996, 2000. That he was in all the teen beats. Like he was in. Like Skeet Ulrich, I mean, obviously Leonardo DiCaprio was too, but um, me personally, not my vibe. So it wasn't when he's like stalking in the bedroom window, mm-hmm. I was like, ah, get out, ah, creep. Like that didn't do anything for me. <laughs> like, he doesn't like, have, he didn't like, Kevin in the room. <laughs> he didn't like, Leo has the ability to make you fall in love with him. And he does that in so, like, oh, yeah. Titanic, 100%. obviously, he does it, you know, a year later. But, like, Catch Me If You Can, he's so endearing, even when he's, like, breaking the law and doing things, you know, things like that. And then we have see him do the sinister thing in, in Django Unchained. Like, if you can be a slave owner, you can be a serial killer. And, like, he would have been, like, watching him flip that switch so much younger. Don't know what it does to his career. Like, maybe you get pigeonholed as, as the bad guy. But it's yeah. it, it would have been it would have been fire like that. I mean, he's never not made a movie better. So yeah. Yeah. I, wow. That's, that would have been wild. It's that would only have worked. I think if he also still had like Titanic lined up, like he had already been like signed on to it and got Mm -hmm. to do both. Um, but I honestly, he didn't need this movie. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, things worked out. I don't know. I think he, I think he ended up doing okay. (laughs) He did. Did he did just okay just okay let's take a quick ad break and then we'll get back with three up we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Okay, three up which 
I don't, I don't know how many more weeks I need to do this caveat, but this used to be the category of what worked. Uh, but to to kind of tighten things up, uh, we're going with the the three things that worked about this movie. What what are the three? What what's the first of the three for you? I think it was the the formulaic homage to horror movies, like even to the point of. Well, for a more very specific what worked, the opener worked 100% hands down sold. Like it One is- of the best movie scenes ever. Shit. Yes? I told you not to hang up on me. What do you want? To talk. Well, dial someone else, okay? It's incredible. And it's like we already talked about is like Drew Barrymore being that person was wild, like wild. And maybe, and I don't know, honestly, because you're right, like she had done obviously ET, some other roles, but she wasn't as famous as she is now. Um, and so that was like someone you knew that again could have been the lead. But right now, looking back, it's like wild. Like this person who goes on to be super famous is like killed within the first, but it sets it up like just like what you're in for. And I'll get into this with like, what did the three down, like, you know, the strikes for me. I think there was a lot of stuff like plot wise that just, they're kind of like, like uh, the bomb thing. Yeah. Like why these two, like, did Steve do some, that's a real aggressive death from a guy. Yeah. So there, there is the mention Tatum mentions or no, Randy mentions to Stu. Didn't you used to date Casey? And there's oh, like the little right. top, You're there's right. like the which yep. again the police did a horrible job of yeah. of, of evaluating suspects dumped, because like she dumped him for Steve makes yeah. absolutely you're absolutely right that's on me I forgot that they mentioned what we that. know about true crime is like you got to look at the ex boyfriend like that's the 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 husband the ex boyfriend like whoever yeah. like that's that's the person that you you they should have leaned on right. Stu for like two sure. hours yeah yeah, yeah. oh yeah hundred percent he would have he would cracked too um but it's just the it's it's the added tension as she's walking through this palatial mansion the real estate in this movie that that's one of them for me the real estate in this movie is incredible i need an entire essay on the upper deck that sydney walks onto The, the view of that house are you kidding me like, wild shit um and so yeah i think you know it's even the jiffy pop on the like that if someone does that now i think of this scene and it's the asking the questions and um a little bit of foreshadowing that i don't think they meant to for scream 2 with the uh when she gets freddy krueger wrong and it's actually mm-hmm. the mom or I'm sorry jason, no, jason. Wrong, and it's jason's mom Fast forward to the next one. Billy mm. Loomis's mom is the murderer. Mm-hmm. With a weirdly for hire, I think she basically was like, I found him on the dark web, Timothy Oliphant. <laughs> um, Timothy Oliphant was early into uh, like 4chan or whatever. whatever yeah, 4chan. and again, not super 
detailed how they got into that. No. Um, but yeah, it just, the opening just works. And it's, and that is honestly one of the more terrifying scenes because you don't know yet. Yeah. Cause there's parts later where like, this one was well executed by the ghost face because mm-hmm. there are times later where it's almost like comically bad. Like when they're like basically Scooby-Doo noising it, like, you know, like missing stairwells and stuff. Like it's just wild. I had this in three up, but I'm, I'm, it's, I don't know if it's up. I don't know if it's something that works, but it's something I, it, the killer is, is mortal. Like it, it yeah. really feels like it's two high school idiots who are doing a 100%. killing spree versus like you watch Halloween and Michael Myers is so terrifying because he is just indestructible and a sil- just silent assassin. And yeah. these guys are like, what if the two, what if two dipshits from your high school decided to be serial killers? Like one's a little bit smarter than the other, but like they're very, they're very mortal, which I think makes it more thrillery. Cause like yeah. there's the thing in Halloween that besides the person at the end, like in this movie, you feel like almost everyone could get away. Like there's yeah. a chance, but like in Halloween, it's like if someone ends up in the same room with Michael Myers, you know, for a fact, you know, deep in your heart, that person is so dead. There's yeah. No, this one is like, he will be foiled by like a door running into a door. Yes. That is oh a yeah. Very, of course. Very secure situation. So of course. Yeah, I agree. I think that's also a thing that works. And it also led to some really funny over, uh, over dramatized, overacted uh, moments where like, Sydney would kick him in the chest and he flies back like she's Jean-Claude Van Damme. Like I was like, where did you think she got all that power from at the angle she was laying on the floor from? Um, but we yeah, needed it, one uh, cut away from like Sydney at a kickboxing class. Like that's what she's yeah, pouring her yeah. energy into since her mom died. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so I think that works in the the I don't know, I like the misdirection stuff. Like it's just mm-hmm. the perfect amount of like could it like question marks it's it's the thriller it's the whodunit part of it that i think works so well throughout yeah i love the awareness all the horror movie you know especially the halloween like using the music from halloween during the final scene one of the scariest scenes of all time like scariest chase scenes and stuff like that using that but having the movie on is i mean i I love it i love how kitschy this is i love how aware it is like how meta everything is i'm just a huge fan of that i love a 30 second delay oh the 30 second delay as soon as as soon as it's like oh we've got a 30 second delay and it's fine you're just like oh cannot wait to see what the 30 second delay does for us perfect absolutely perfect um Speaking of songs, there is one that was used throughout and has been used in both sequels um, that I only know because it was also in one of my favorite X-Files episodes, Dwayne Barry. And it's the one that's like, bow, 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 the yeah, like that, old red that one. Red yes, I, I looked it up and then I didn't... Uh... Like, it's in something else it's in something else i love i'm gonna have to uh i know yeah i'm gonna have to play it Cause it, it's in something else. But yeah, that's that. Yeah. It's a perfect, perfect little, little, I guess song. It, little nice little baseline in that song. 
it's technically i think in the episode ascension in x files because it's after he kidnapped scully from the hostage situation at the travel agency uh oh man that's huge, a 90s that's a 90s huge right right yeah the fact that like anyone would have been in the travel agent's office to be uh used as a hostage is very 90s telling but yeah that's and when that came on i was like yeah and then it came on like three more times in the movie and then it came on again in scream two and in scream three so it's like love it this is yeah. it that song is red right hand yes red, red right, right hand, hand. That's what it is. And yeah. it is in, uh, it's in Dumb and Dumber. It's in 2004 <laughs> Hellboy. It's the title track of Peaky Blinders. That's where I, that's where I recommended it. And then, yes. I'm sorry. What? Yeah. Title track of the show. I'll, I'll, like when the, when the show is starting and they're doing the credits, Red Right Hand is playing? Per Wikipedia, which is never wrong. Yeah. <laughs> never, never wrong. wrong. Why is it, remind me, the, the, band or whatever the guy who sings it the name is like six names long isn't it yeah it is uh no 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 uh yeah nick cave and the bad seeds oh nick it's like four (laughs) okay not as bad as i thought it was (laughs) it has been covered by the arctic monkeys pj harvey iggy pop jarvis cocker and snoop dogg of course of course of course is that the one they use for peaky blinders (laughs) snoop dogg version fits in fits in perfectly Uh, um my last like thing that works that also fits in the doesn't work is just the it's the meta calling out how dumb people are in horror movies like sydney has a whole diatribe on it about like oh it's dumb because then instead of just running out the front door they run up the stairs and then 10 minutes later she's running up the stairs to be fair as we've mentioned there are multiple exits on the second floor because there's decks everywhere but um, it's just one of those, like, just about every decision Gail makes, I'm like, terrible, terrible decision. decision. Terrible. Um, every, every decision Dewey Tatum makes. Tatum in terrible the garage. Decision. Like, Tatum, Rose McGowan is awesome in this movie, but Tatum in the garage yeah. is just, like, makes multiple bad decisions. How does she get herself that stuck in the dog door? It's It's tough. It's a tough scene. It does not make any sense. There's not like, they're basically just like, Hey, can you like hang out there to make it look like you're stuck? Even though we know you can fit through because it's clearly obvious that you can fit through. I also don't think the garage door would put her up with enough force to, uh, to snap her neck instantly. I don't, I don't, I don't think that, I don't think that works. Um, I think it would be very uncomfortable. Oh yeah. No, it wouldn't. It it certainly wouldn't be fun. Like Tatum would absolutely have to go see a chiropractor after that, but (laughs) okay. That would have been like one of the funny, like what is the, not another scary movie or whatever. If she's like, Hey guys, (laughs) could someone just let me down now? That's one thing that works about this movie is scary movie because scary movie is one of my favorite parodies ever. That movie is so funny. And watching this movie now, you can't, like you can't watch Courtney Cox's performance and not think of Sherry O'Terry and scary movie who is fucking hilarious. Just like, just so, so funny. Just, it's a, it's a great parody. The unfortunate thing about scary movie is that it spawned like date movie and you know, whatever move like it, that there was the theme. I will movies. defend not another teen movie until like, I die, not though. another teen movie is different. <laughs> not another teen movie is a movie that we should cover very very soon because one it has one of the best football scenes of all time it also is chris evans walking up to a picture of himself Which, on the wall. listen no notes <laughs> which then led to the america's ass edit and it's yeah perfect. no notes like, no notes on not another team did i tell you i watched the perfect score a few weeks ago no but i and i, I love me. the perfect score 
stealing the SAT. Like, if, like, if Chris Evans, Scarlett Johansson, Darius Miles, like let's let's rock. Like, <laughs> absolute classic shit. I watched it the other day, and I was like, "This is because we had mentioned it on another one," and I was like. I'm going to watch this because Kyle and I talked about I this. love the perfect score. Anyway. Love the perfect score. <laughs> wow. What a great movie. Great movie. Um, my last three up thing, we mentioned this just in general. This is, this is one of the best real estate movies ever. This is like a, this is up there with like a Nancy Myers movie. This is, this is up there. Like, with the Cause I, I texted you after, I guess it's supposed to be in like outside of LA. Yeah. I think it's in like Sonoma and the like rich person. The producers of this movie, the now very incarcerated Harvey Weinstein, uh, they wanted to shoot in Vancouver and Wes Craven stuck to his guns and shot and needed it to be in in California, an American city. And so Wes Craven, right? Harvey Weinstein, wrong. Shocker. Yeah. Yeah. Guys, sucks. That goes into my Um, strikeout, though. The the worst, most unrealistic thing about this movie. It's like the huge houses. Well, so, okay. So I, I did some research. Stu's parents' house, the, the house of the last, you know, the last scene. Uh, that house in, in 2014 sold for $2.8 million. Uh, <laughs> it was 4,900 square feet. And I will say, okay. Jacqueline pointed this out. That Billy or Stu sends Billy and, and Sydney to have sex in his parents' room, which is which you w- would say is a psycho move, but he is a psycho. Yeah, Stu's weird. parents living in a two point eight million dollar house. So let's just let's call it like one point five in the nineties. Uh, sleep in a full bed with mismatched side tables. Yeah, zero. Just no no chance. You own that house and you are sleeping in a one sleeping in a full bed, which is psycho shit. And you have mismatched side <laughs> tables that you got from like off Craigslist or to Goodwill. There's just no way. Yeah, no, no way. Yeah, and no. like that's a good point. Good eye, Jacqueline. Not one person <laughs> went in the garage after Tatum got killed. Not not one person. No, no one needed beer. went to go to the they garage fridge to, for the beer. They all went to a well. One not one person was like, did Tatum ever come back with the beers? Like. Uh, they all went to celebrate. They all went to drunk drive to celebrate the principal being murdered. Question mark. Normal people. Normal thought processes yeah. here. Uh, and I will say that's, I mean, there's a lot of conversation. Again, Halloween coming up and there's always been questionable choices with costumes. Right. Yes. Uh, I feel like we're going to see a lot of Dahmers this year. Uh, and that's truly unfortunate. It is very unfortunate. And I think that it just is because I that's where I wish that this could be like a oh, they got it wrong or what but like the people in the school that are like wearing the costumes, mm-hmm. like after classmates were like gutted. Uh that's a tough look, guys. That's, that's not that's what you tough. want. You guys made no. the Fonz mad. You know how hard it is to make Henry yeah. Winkler mad? It just sucks because there's always going to be there's always gonna be people that unfortunately i think that's a very realistic aspect of this movie yeah you know it's just guys if you're listening to this don't go as Dahmer, don't go as serial killers for again someone who listens a lot of true crime these are not people that you should be idolizing or mimicking or you know not mimicking like doing it don't do it either don't yeah no it's uh just there's a lot of serial killers out there listening to the podcast stop it there's a lot of total apathy towards what's going on like it is a huge joke to 90 yeah, percent of the school and it's like what the fuck is wrong with you people not only that but this also goes into the what didn't work for me is he is a shitty boyfriend the worst boyfriend 
Terrible Even if he boyfriend. was not a serial killer, he would be yeah. a horrible boyfriend. He told his girlfriend, who is probably 17 or 18 in this movie, whose mother was brutally murdered, turns out by him, to get over get it. Get over it and it's have and have year. sex with me. Is it, that yes. is his that is his line, essentially. I was when he said, like, so you just gotta get over it. It's been a year. I was like, excuse me, hold on, I need a second. Get over it? Nah, fam, you gotta go. You gotta go. He's um, the worst, 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 he was worst awful. boyfriend. Yeah. And that's it's just <laughs> I mean, they were even having these conversations about like whatever at lunch, whatever. And like, I just I don't know. You gotta be more attuned to your surroundings. Like if your friend's mother was killed, like don't talk about murder in front of her. Yeah. And it's just it's just and the it goes on in the second one too like after the movie comes out in this in the sequel um they like she got call id <laughs> and i was like brilliant that's great that's an excellent use of late 90s technology. that was one of the the um, trivia facts is that and this this is not verified use of caller id went up threefold because of this movie <laughs> that's amazing um well and that's the other thing too is like the reason they think billy is guilty initially again he was um they're like, why do you have a cell phone, son? <laughs> <laughs> this is a level pretty suspicious that this child has. Okay, so that's one of my three down. All time bad movie cops in this one. Terrible, terrible, terrible. Movie cops. Look, Dewey, my guy. Dewey, How Dewey is the horniest cop. Oh my god, this was gonna say like you cannot drop her off at an underage drinking party in the middle of nowhere. And then you go on a stroll to try and get some with the newest lady. Yeah. Wait, the funniest part is like seeing that it's Neil Prescott's car just like snaps him out of his horniness. And he's like, oh, fuck, this is actually bad. I, I actually had a yeah. job to do here. Well, now we got to run back to the house. Oh, like, why didn't she drive down to go check out the car? It's not romantic enough, Kyle. Oh, my God. The whole thing, like, I just was like, someone is actively trying to kill this girl and you dropped her off around a bunch of drunk people in the woods yeah and i mean we talked about it with the interrogation but okay let's let's line up who was who was casey becker dating before oh stew interesting let's let's lean on stew for a little bit hey let's check his phone record we just picked up stew's best friend at sydney's house let's call stew back in let's lean on both of them let's keep you know it's like no one, no one has ever interrogated anyone. It's like they got the layup with the 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 alleged layup with the cotton weary thing, and that's it. And I will say, for me, I would have. I think that there could have been much more done with the storyline around that. Yeah, like got a little bit late in the movie, like when she has this like argument with Gail about like what had actually happened. That someone she came down, her mother said, saw someone leave in the jacket, like whatever, whatever. Like there should have been so much more tied in with the cotton weary thing, like just from the go. Um, that was just because it feels, it felt like just like, okay, we're going to have this like slasher thriller and we'll try and like connect it somehow. It was kind of what it felt like. And so the long and short of it was the reason that Billy did it was because his father was having an affair or sexual relationship with Sydney's mother which led to his mother leaving them. Right. Mm -hmm. And so to get Sydney, but 
to get to, I think to get the like, mom back. I think I think it was just he was taking it out on the mom, and then just framed Cotton to not I I guess like take like all suspicion off. Yeah, take all suspicion off him. But then it's like he. How would he know that would work so well? Yeah, but then also he he's have like to rely on Sydney coming downstairs to solidify the like. Yeah, he's playing with house money too. Like he gets away. He gets someone on death row. Within a year, too, which like very fast criminal justice system. Oh, yeah. Cotton, Cotton Weary's already on death flying. row. Yeah, just fly, flying by. Also, you you have Lee Schreiber in this movie, a man with a voice so good that he narrates hard knocks. We can't give him one, one line. We can't we can't hear those Nothing. tones. Just, just, just have him in prison garb walking. You can't flex those vocal that, cords just like one time. Because that's what, and then really they say the only reason Stu's involved is because he's a psycho. Yeah. We've seen too many movies. Yeah. Man, you know who would have been a great Billy Loomis is Lee Shriver's brother, Pablo Shriver. Shriver. I don't know who that is. So he did you see Orange is the New Black? No. Okay, so he's in that. Um where are you at on Den of Thieves? Didn't see that either. You you need to get on Den of Thieves. Den of Thieves. <laughs> I, I feel like I've told you this before. But Den of Thieves, oh, he's been in the stuff. Yeah, yeah, Den of Thieves opens up with like a a brutal shootout in the parking lot of a like a donuts joint, and then the next morning, yeah. our guy from playing Gerard Butler rolls up. He is playing a cop named Big Nick, and he picks up a donut off the ground of the parking lot where there has been a shootout and starts eating it. And that is everything oh, you need to know about Den of Thieves. Uh, you missed the actual. Uh role that would have immediately it was okay not immediately but he was ben in skyscraper oh okay of course uh he's also in uh he's master chief in halo oh is i haven't watched i've heard i've heard good things about the show i haven't watched any of it yet but um, den of thieves he is absolute dynamite and he would have made a good a good billy uh billy loomis um did you have anything else in three down um let me see let me go back to my notes and think um so as they always say, if you can find a boyfriend that tells you to just get over your mom being murdered, you gotta, <laughs> gotta stay with them. Um, there's just a few of the like normal the things that you would scream at the at the, the screen. What's like if the psycho killer you think is knocked out and falls to the ground and the knife is still laying there, move the knife. Yeah, kick the kick gun the away. away. I actually yeah. have a thing about the knife where did they get the knife so like i i think about halloween michael myers is using a butcher's knife like grabs it i have one in my kitchen i have multiple in my kitchen that knife it doesn't even look like a hunting knife it just looks like a murder knife looks like it was designed just for murder like they did they get this from the murder knife store i don't <laughs> i i don't you think the cops could have tracked that down track too. Down. the person at the murder store was like hey by the way someone bought a murder murder knife, knife. and they're like oh shit who was it they're like billy loomis they're like oh god it cool thanks. it's the least practical looking <laughs> knife like it literally looks like it yeah. is just made for for killing teenagers yeah the, logistically i think i have a lot of questions yeah about like i i would love to have gotten a little insight into their planning process like how you know um how they thought out what was going to happen when or if they were like ready to go off script like what kind of like leeway did each of them give each other um and like <laughs> early on the 
effectiveness, the efficiency in going from Drew Barrymore looks outside, no hostage boyfriend mm-hmm. to go, you know, a minute and a half later, turns that light back on hostage, hostage boyfriend. boyfriend tied to it. It's, it is not easy to move someone around in a, uh, no. in a chair. And so presumably in that scene, let's, let's, let's go into best scene. Um, yeah. Presumably in that <laughs> yeah, scene, the yeah, in the opener, <laughs> uh, presumably in the opener, they are both wearing the, the ghost face costume. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's so it just best scene as a whole. I think like right off the bat, there's no, the opening scene is the best scene in this movie. I yeah. Think. Like it is, it is incredible. We'll talk about some others, but like this one is like, it's iconic. The, do you like scary movies? What's your favorite scary movie? Like all that stuff. Yeah. Okay. This is like the thing with horror movies. Drew, hang up the fucking phone. Call nine one one. Just, yeah. just hang it up. Call nine one one. Like I understand, you know. Oh, we're in the Don't middle of nowhere. Don't answer again. Yeah. Why does she keep answering? Yeah. It's. Uh, I mean, literally. I mean, her parents were seconds away. Yeah. Like, and she has the, to know they are coming. At so, like, I don't think that was right. a surprise that they were getting home when they got home. No. I really, and you know, again, this scene's perfect. It's it's an excellent scene. I'm also like, why don't slow down to look at the the entrails of your now deceased boyfriend. Get running, girl. Yeah, just just get like, going. Just keep, and you know, there was a lot of stopping and starting. Um, there's always the like, you know, trying to peek the head up and then like get pulled into a window or something like that. Like, um, yeah, I agree. And I think uh my guess, if I was assigning roles to each of the, I think Billy is on the phone. Yeah, he, he's. I don't think, I don't think he, Stu has that in him. Too much of a dipshit yeah. to like. Yeah, he's too. What there's he has some Matthew Lillard always has just like absolutely killer line delivery, like no pun intended. He's but, amazing. Um, the Becker um, house too. The the built-ins love built-ins, and it's like the the um the layout with like the the railings in the in the floor. It's just an incredible home. Yeah. incredible home it's a gorgeous it's, patio situation oh, they've got going absolutely the pool is I mean, nice it's a shame. they have to move now oh, yeah, they have to move that, that house is yeah they're probably going to take a loss yeah. on it too i'm guessing yeah. <laughs> they got to get out of there now because they can't unsee the yeah. entrails on the patio yeah. of the pool but got to cut gorgeous. down got to cut down that tree probably yeah 100 um, yeah uh also that's uh, the thing too like how did they get her into the tr- but like you know what i mean like the parents have been inside for like 45 seconds and had heard her dying on the phone and then she was already like hey again also though it's a highly impactful moment it in is. the movie it is <laughs> uh, wild the next scene i've got is the the killer going to sydney's house so bill the uh billy yeah. billy and stew i guess tag teaming i guess stew at that point in the in the costume Billy, I guess on the phone, I guess they had some sort of other burner or something like that. Cause Billy's car rec- you know, call records. It's, um, it's pretty piss poor handling of evidence by all the cops who get there. Like, do we, like, they're all just, just touching everything. And it oh, yeah. just also, again, this is a very condensed timeline. This is all around the one year anniversary of the mother being murdered. Right. Um, I think the whole movie takes place in like a two day span. Yeah right yeah like it's, it may be three like the third day is when sc- there's no school if school's canceled and they like all go to the party at Stu's house i believe so yeah um, so casey 
the night Casey and, and Steve are murdered. And then the next day is, uh, the next day is the day at school. She's not there. They're having like interviews in the principal's office that night. Billy gets arrested. Then that next day is when they, they cancel school. Also, Billy comes back to school after spending all night in the clink. Like, Hey, I'm just going to go to school. That's just going to go to school. You know, got got a big test, big day. Like, they just i mean there's the whole she ran out of the bathroom after being attacked by one of them again in the bathroom and no one doesn't tell anybody no. you it. all are on your own i've been dealing with this does shit not, Everyone's like, on close their own. the door and like try and lock you know what i mean like there was an adult in the hallway you'd be like there's a man in there trying to catch she just runs out and the lady's like you're late to class you know, like that's the look on her face like you're late to class because that's too like here's my thing um I'm not going to be alone at all. No, never. Zero percent. Put me in the drunk tank. I don't care. Like she goes home and is like perusing the news, falls asleep on the sofa for a few hours when Tatum's supposed to come get her and pick up some scary movies, whatever. First of all, no, not that. Anything else. Um, yeah, I am. Uh, and then I'm very, I'm very pro gun control and i think we have some problematic laws in this country but if i am in the situation that cindy is in like every you know there's the classic like i need to defend myself and my family and people think that people are coming after them there's actually someone coming after cindy i am arming i am i am loading up like fucking john popper from blues traveler and i'm gonna have a an arsenal at my house and i am just sitting there and i'm sitting there facing a door smoking cigarettes with like a gatling gun in front of me so nonchalant about all of it yeah. just and I, there i mean especially that's the issue with having these you know nice houses with too many points of entry too many points Way, of entry. too many points of entry just think about that when you get your mansions folks too many <laughs> too ma- way too <laughs> many points multiple staircases yeah. are bad news folks and every door is the most complex lock apparently that you've ever seen in your entire yeah. life yeah um so she's just like, oh, I can't figure it out. And I'm like, it's it. You just turn it. Yeah, I will <laughs> say my favorite scenes that are not the opener are Randy in the movie store and Randy at the party. Randy yes. and Stu's Randy, conversation. Anytime Randy doing, yeah. Anytime Randy is doing, um, here's how it goes in a horror movie. I'm in all the way, hundred percent, all the way. The, yeah. the line, there are certain rules that one must abide by in order to successfully survive a horror movie. It's the peak of how meta this movie gets. It is a really fun, enjoyable conversation. I, I love it. There are certain rules that one must abide by in order to successfully survive a horror movie. For instance, number one, you can never have sex. Big no no, big no. I'm a dead man. Sex equals death. Okay. Number two, you can never drink or do drugs. No, the sin factor. It's a sin. It's an extension of number one. And number three, never, ever, ever, under any circumstances, say, I'll be right back. Because you won't be back. I'm getting another beer. You want one? Yeah, sure. I'll be right back. Yeah. You know, I I don't know if Jamie Kennedy had the chops to do better with his career. Like, he certainly, you know, I like Malibu's most wanted is a disgrace. Like, it's just something that shouldn't have been made. But in this role, he is flawless. He is excellent. He's really good in two, too. Like he's yeah. This, I mean, this is like the 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 movie at its meta peak, and the the video store 
and and the party is like where this movie tops out for me yeah i really like yeah agreed 100 um i also enjoy enjoy is a weird word um the scene where kenny like the whole like i said the 30 second delay they see like he runs out she runs out to the van and sydney does and is like these come and she's like no everything's fine and then they see him in the background behind behind randy like all this stuff and then that going into also just another like how did this happen how did they get kenny up on the roof of the van That's, okay let's uh that that is my most athletic moment. She's, <laughs> she's, also, she's also trying to wipe something off the inside of the glass. Like, Gail, what do you think is happening here? So Kenny and has Kenny ha- 75 <laughs> miles an hour off like the road. Oh, Kenny has probably a hundred pounds on Stu and Billy. That that's my most yeah. athletic moment of this movie. Is they yeah one or both I, but i think it's got to be one i don't know if they were like because you can't have them together yeah. what if someone sees two of them yeah and billy is playing dead at this point like he's oh that's right and so one of them like what a swing just being able to lift kenny up on the roof and get him up there like that's that's easily the most athletic moment of this movie yeah because it, it's clear that Stu is ghost face when she's like clap she climbs through the bottom of the van and he follows rather than just go out the door he's standing in and wait for on the other end or when they're like climbing through the police jeep billy would have been uh billy would have been just waiting on the other side you could tell billy yeah that's clearly the the scene i like is is the billy reveal um i think that's when that's skeet at his best when he can finally i don't think he's as good throughout the early parts of the movie when he's like trying to do the thing where you're supposed to think it's me, but maybe it's not when he finally just gets to break bad and say like, yeah, I'm a serial killer. I think is when he's actually like that, that's the best. And that, and that's when the movie for sure turns from, it's not a horror movie anymore. It's just a thriller. Cause like it it gets, it's not really scary once they, once they kind of make that turn. I also like the touch. I never, I didn't notice it. I think until this watch that Stu didn't really know that Billy had a motive. Stu just thought they were like, they were yeah. it, it, that, that part I really like. And then Lillard is going for it. The entirety of like, after the reveal is just this one's a screamer. You see, Sid, everybody dies, but us, everybody dies, but us, we going to carry on and plan the sequel. Cause let's face it, baby, these days, you gotta have a sequel. Ah! Ah! sick for fucks. You've seen one too many movies. Nah, Sid, don't you blame the movies. Movies don't create psychos. Movies make psychos more creative. Stop it, Billy, would you, all right? I can't take any more. I'm feeling woozy air. Yeah, there's a, there's also the whole, they had the plan to like stab each other so it looked like they were victims. But my guys, you got to finish the pl- like the plan yeah. first and then do that. Why are you stabbing <laughs> each other? You still have work to do. Like, and then they got way too into it and like went too deep. Um, and so it was able, you know, it sets up how she can get away, like all this stuff. I love the movies don't create psychos. Movie makes psychos more creative. Like all of these like real heavy-handed lines like um, i love the turn the turn for sydney too where it's like come and get me you 
you know, that, that, yes. that part I love. Another, another logistical, like, gray area where all of a sudden she knows exactly where everything is and is able to like get in the closet and like find their little thing, their remote, whatever. But it does lead to, this is my favorite quote. (laughs) It is the funniest thing to me. I cannot stop (laughs) laughing. She disappears and they're like, oh shit, where did Sydney go? And the phone rings and Stu goes, should we answer it? (laughs) (laughs) I just can't every single time it kills me. It's just like the perfect delivery and it's barely audible. And just like everyone's he's like everyone's freaking out, whatever. Because at this he's point like, he's like bleeding out. Like, he's <laughs> bleeding out. Like he's like struggling. Should we answer it? <laughs> and it's just iconic because it's everything like full circle. It kills me every time. I cannot stop laughing. The whole phone Should call between them. Did you actually call the yeah. police? <laughs> <laughs> he's like i think you went too deep man he's like asleep on the desk oh my god it just yeah it's excellent it the i can do without the like jerk scares awake at the Mm -hmm. end type thing um but it is that's again like trope of the movie type thing like where or the genre where it's just like every time you think that they're dead and every time you think that someone's dead isn't dead that comes back and like, you know, Courtney Cox, like Gail coming up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought she was dead. <laughs> but she went 70 into a tree. She was hauling oh, yeah. ass out there. <laughs> like, holy shit, she was driving so fast. Gail oh my has <laughs> my best quote. And like, this is not, it's not the most like PC quote, I guess, but the first time we see her is essentially she get, look, Kenny, I know you're about 50 pounds overweight, but when I say hurry, please interpret that as move your fat tub of lard ass now. Just sets up the character so perfectly. Uh, can like, can oh, a wordless a yeah. right hook be a, be a quote? Because Sydney decking Gale the first time we see them interact is sick. That yeah. rules. It's, she also punches her in the second one. Yeah. 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 Uh, Sydney also has a good one in that phone call when she tells Billy, you got to find me first, you pansy ass mama's boy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. And that's where, like, there were times watching it where I was like, I think your success rate would just skyrocket if you ran to him, like ran at Mm -hmm. him as opposed to away. But I get why you would run away. Trust me. But they, you know, they overcommit to the attack portion of it get some good counteraction in there yeah. um you know at least, again another family that's gonna have to sell the house oh so, like, yeah so, i mean again they're taking a loss because you think like yeah. one son is you know son is a serial murderer like that's you know that's tough blood yeah. everywhere you gotta get out of town anyway after that garage doors broken i gotta think the buyers are gonna make you fix that um, <laughs> gotta replace that that's tough B- broken glass everywhere I everywhere mean, i think there's probably some structural damage on the site like attic area that you gotta like take yeah. care of too yeah just uh you know tough movie for real estate yeah um lenny harris pinch hitter award for best supporting character this this no pun intended this is a bloodbath <laughs> who's I, who's in it too much sydney obviously i'd say courtney cox david or Nev, Campbell, um, Billy, and Stu. I did that by real names and character names. Yeah. Okay, um, so that gives us then... Uh, I really think there's one answer for this. Hit me with it. And I think it's Drew Barrymore. Yeah. Yeah, she's she's awesome. 
Yeah. Are we, are we saying Randy so is not good. a supporting character? Um. Oh, that could be borderline. I would accept Randy as a supporting character. Yeah, because he really gets like three moments. Yeah, I would take. I would not only accept him as a supporting character. I would. I would accept him as a very uh, worthy recipient of the. I still lean Drew Barrymore just for. I think that it's an iconic. Yeah. Way to open the movie, and I don't think it hits as hard if that scene doesn't hit as hard. We can split the difference with multiple honorees because they're both. Yeah. yeah, they're both Fair. both great. Fair. Um, yeah, honorable mention to Henry Winkler, the Fonz. Yeah. Um, Rose McGowan as Tatum is really good too. Like she's dynamite. She did great. She, like, she was <laughs> she was bad as hell until the very end, yeah. and then she, she just makes is it. way out of Matthew Lillard's league. Oh, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> The, the thing, sure. uh, he's tall. Honestly, he's tall. Both though. Me true. He's that is true. probably he the is tallest true. guy at that school. Is he like six four or something? Really? He's a big. He's, yeah. he's tall. He's he's real um, tall. Tall, lanky. Think, he's got some early Pete Davidson energy. So true. Um, I think both those guys outkick their coverage a little bit. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah, yeah. Sydney, like Sydney, you're probably the best looking girl at that school. Just man, find find someone who. Find a guy yeah. that doesn't tell you to get over your mom dying. Yeah, that's that's no again being murdered. Yeah, by them. <laughs> um, that is, uh, all of her relationships, <laughs> by the way, forever and ever. Especially, like, yeah, ruined just S- forever. Sydney's therapy bill is just out of this world expensive. Just there's just no amount. Limit Absolutely does not exist not. there. Okay. No. Um, <laughs> Best time, worst time, and I think. Do you want to combine this into where? Do you want to talk out worst death? Yes, Tatum. Uh, so Tatum. So I think so you're quick. right. I, I think you're right in the sense that that, in realistic terms, would not have killed her. If it had, that would suck, especially because like just the helplessness of like, oh no, I'm gonna like. There's also the the like kind of the shame factor in yeah. it that like. You you you're dead in a doggy door. In yeah, a garage. like uh, you know, curb your enthusiasm. Music as the door is like yeah, just coming brutal. up on you. I think um, I, I think it's true, Barry. It I, yeah, I t- I was gonna say like in the actual because there's the emotional torment of the whole Steve situation. Yeah. Steve probably had a rough go. Steve's is a rough go because they just cut him open and kind of left him to bleed out. Like everyone That's else, right. they kind of finished off. Like he is just. Yeah. I gotta imagine he's alive for quite a bit after that. Yeah. The um, but for um Drew Barrymore, you have the entire the terror of the situation escalating. Mm-hmm. Then you see the whole Steve situation. Then you're getting chased around, thrown around, stabbed a couple times. A couple then times. you think you're gonna get away and you see your parents right there and like hear them on the phone. And and your no. throat and your throat is like crushed. Yeah. yeah it's it, that's a tough that's a tough that's a tough one yeah um stews is not great he is because like one just getting stabbed had, sucks and he's yeah, stabbed so it's, it's painful and he's just like slowly slowly bleeding out i think though by the time the tv drops on i think he's kind of like delirious like i'm not sure he feels that no i i uh, i think um as thankfully i think our guy winkler has a pretty quick go too mm-hmm. hopefully just, I think I think so too. God bless yeah. uh God bless the Fonz. Yeah, I think that that's it cuz it's it's just it's Brandon well, and, and then Steve. Billy Billy takes a few rounds, but his Billy's is probably yeah, Billy's probably easy. It's like getting I would yeah. take getting shot over any of that stuff. Yes. Um okay, yeah. best time worst time. When we did speed, 
we speed the movie, not speed the the narcotic. Um, <laughs> we, we always have to. We said that anyone who died like was not eligible, but like ninety percent of the cast died. Yeah. Um. I've got uh, worse time for someone who didn't die. Okay. So Daddy Prescott. He, oh yeah. Uh, yes. So yes. he. He finds so one he's kidnapped, which that's got to suck. Yeah, and he's then, just trying to get to the airport Hilton, you guys. And like. then he's tied up in that closet, but likely can hear one his daughter's boyfriend confess to taking his daughter's virginity, murdering his wife, and then letting her know that he is going to frame Papa Prescott for murder. That is a and tough then go. Kill all of them in front of each other. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. That is an excellent choice. Zero pushback for me. Yeah, I think yeah. that's yeah, dude. And and unbeknownst to him, he was a suspect for a very pretty significant chunk of the movie. Oh yeah, I think. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Best best time good. is tough. Uh, Randy doesn't have not a bad time. I was gonna say so. Eileen. Randy's in there because Randy, Randy clearly loves horror movies. Yeah. And he now gets to survive one after being shot as well. Um, he is just a got the girl short of having the best time. Yes. <laughs> I think. Yes. Um, but his, his number one crush at the end of this movie is, is technically single. So true. <laughs> true. That is, you know what? That's a really excellent point. Um, I also think Gail. Gail has, yeah. Because, and I was gonna say Dewey, because like, oh, he gets, he's, but no, he got all sorts of <laughs> messed up. Knife like. in the back is not good. I think he no. is limping in Scream Two, I believe. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And they taught well, and the scar tissue saves him in, in Scar Two. Yeah. And stab, stab Two, Scream Two. <laughs> um. So I was like, cool, good. Well, luck's on your side now, Dewey. Um, but yeah, so she comes in as this like hotshot reporter pushing the boundaries, like all this stuff. Um, has the book coming out about Conleary being innocent, which he was. Mm -hmm. uh, gets the like, I killed the guy. Like I came back and like saved everybody type thing and got all the footage and lived. So I feel like she, she had herself a pretty solid showing because yeah. it's definitely not sydney yeah and it's <laughs> yeah Co cotton weary uh yeah he spends the whole movie on death row but presumably find not only gets off death row but gets exonerated which has got to be in a year yeah. which again remarkably quick for the uh united states <laughs> judicial system yeah <laughs> like yeah. usually sadly those stories are more like you spent 25 years in prison not a year waiting yeah, I don't know if he was waiting trial, if he was already on death row, but yeah, no, he, uh, they also bring him back weirdly in the second one and the third one. He has his own talk show in the third one. You know who has a great time? Whoever uh, the number one realtor is in this county. <laughs> a boon. Multiple million dollar houses going up on the market. Yeah, well, they have to, I mean, they're going to be tested. They got to be able to really sell the uh the faults now the house like you said you had some um they had to redo the attic what was listen i'm in sales woman... you, you do a lot for commission <laughs> you, you a young woman adapt. was thrown out of it onto the boat <laughs> <laughs> lovely view though 
lovely view. And, We've and now, now we know if you if you park put in a, a boat, bay window, <laughs> if you park a boat under this window, it makes it an easy escape if you have an emergency. Yeah, yeah. Sydney we is very it. lucky that Stu's father was a sportsman. Hundred percent. Very fortunate. A uh, difficult category: the Oh My God, Peter Gallagher Award for the hottest person in this movie. This is really tough. Like, it it really is. Tough. Where where are you at on Leif Schreiber? More so n- later now than then. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I think Nef- the 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 Nev Campbell, Courtney Cox, Rose McGowan triumphant is like the ladies are carrying pr- pretty it spi- sure. pretty Again, spicy i i will say i'm just personally not the skeet Ulrich vibe doesn't do the young johnny depp the like mm-hmm. you know probably creepy the stringy hair doesn't was never my never my thing um realistically in high school i probably would have had a crush on Stu, like in this not like the murderer thing but yeah. like the like the tall goofy like lanky guy that's more like um yeah you, yeah, you, you get him in summer guy. catch as in like three years later is a likable college baseball catcher and i that's i think that's a little that's peak littler there yeah um yeah, I'm. I think I'm gonna go with the ladies. I think I'm going Nev Campbell on this one. I think I'm going Nev Campbell too. I, I really love Courtney Cox, but I, I think it's. I think it's probably Nev Campbell. Although shout out like Rose McGowan is just dynamite in this movie. Yeah, like she. They like, um. They do. Courtney Cox zero favors through styling in any of these movies. Oh yeah. The bangs they give her in the third one should be punished with imprisonment. Like <laughs> it looks like when a child finds the like safe scissors and gives themselves a haircut. That's what her bangs look like in the third one. I think after that though, I think she made sure to get like final cut on the longest yard. Cause I don't know if you remember what she looked like in the first scene, the longest yard, but <laughs> you're like, no man. Yeah. But I, that also was like, Hey, you're dating Adam Sandler. Dude, yeah. Gotta, gotta, gotta play up for Adam Sandler. Of course. The It's like the chunky highlights and like they put her in those like garish, suit skirt suit outfit just terrible like this and i understand it was supposed to be this like i'm gail weathers like hard hitting like you know bright lipstick but they just didn't do her any favors Mm -hmm. with the costuming or the styling but yeah yeah, it was good enough for dewey though dewey was was willing to throw away his entire profession (laughs) to 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 get with gail weathers just the horniest We, we didn't talk about the line uh, I don't have it written down, but when uh, he tells Tatum that like something like mama says, you need to t- take me serious when I have this badge or whatever. Like, There's a lot of really funny moments like that where she's like, hey, doing he's like today, I'm deputy, whatever. Um, yeah, there's like mom says you have to t- take take me seriously when I'm wearing my badge. Um, dude, and again, like I just don't. He's supposed to be 25. They tell you he's 25. And he's just like, I'm 25 years old. And I put in quotes, like, says the 40-year-old man. Like, you just... Um, yeah. That, I mean, they weren't as old. So I thought Skeet Ulrich was way older. You said he was 26. It was, he was 26 when it came out. Yeah. Let's see. Born in 1970. Let's see. I didn't look at uh, at Arquette. Arquette... Wow, Arquette was younger than Skeet Ulrich. What? Yeah, he was He was born in 71. That's why he was, tw- he was 25 years old. Wow what it's also wild i was like this we this is the start of their 
actual real life relationship. Yes. They were married for years. Yes. Yes, they were. How about I mean, that? How can you say no with that chemistry? I've <laughs> clearly, clearly there was, there was something there. Um, <laughs> scariest moment of this movie. We're doing this instead of the big chill. It's, it's probably the Barrymore murder. There's, there's like some For random me, jump I think scares. the first thing that I, the first thing that I would go to is like her seeing Steve on the patio for being honest. That's, that's creepy. That's creepy. That's scary as shit. Especially, especially because I keep going back to this is the, the quickness with which it went from, there's nothing out there. Everything's safe. There's just some weirdo on the phone pranking me to boyfriend tied up. And if I get this question wrong, he dies. Like, I think that was where, um, cause they actually like, that's one of you, they show like entrails. Oh like, yeah. Oh like, yeah. For both of them. Yeah. It's, oh, yeah. it's, it's gruesome. And like Steve, like yeah. she's pretty done after the, before they do that to her. Like she, she's cooked by the time they're stringing yeah. up. Steve, that is, that is the, first, that is first cut. Yeah. It was not the cause of death for her. Yeah. Um, it was his. Yeah. That was, I think that's for me, the scariest part. Yeah. Uh, before more restore prequel sequel remake. So obviously this, done it yeah, for us. this question has been answered. The yeah. the question six, I have for you, six, it got up to scream six, by the way, and then scream new, I guess, yeah, whatever this is. Now. New scream. And I believe there is going to be yeah, an untitled sequel was announced in February, 2022 with a release date of, uh, of March, 2023. So th- this one is still going and the new scream Got a seventy six percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh wow! So you don't you don't often see that. Is um, Scream Queens related to this? Uh maybe because this so the the Scream franchise. Where where is it? Let me just let me oh. just pull up the actual. Uh, I had the the Wikipedia for the franchise. Uh, so we've got. Scream, Scream 2, Scream 3, Scream 4. Yep. And then Scream 2022. Wasn't there, there was a reboot as well, wasn't there? There was, it goes up to Scream 6 in IMDb. I did not look if they were necessarily. And there was a a Scream TV series in 2015. And then Scream Resurrection in 2019. So... Jill Roberts, is that the same name? No. Interesting. This is why I thought they were related. Um, Emma Roberts. Yes. The niece of Julia Roberts, who is in Scream Queens, is in Scream 4. I, but she does not I play now the remember same Scream Queens having a moment on in pop culture. I remember. Well, that being you know who was in Scream Queens? Who? My best friend. Glenn Powell. Was he really? Yeah, I think I need to watch it. Oh my God. He's in like the whole, he's in like 14 episodes or something. I had no idea. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. (laughs) I mean, sign us up, I guess. Gotta support my good friend, Glenn Powell. Our good friend, (laughs) Glenn. We watch everything he does. Man. I I think uh, Ring the Bell mentioned Glenn Powell or Glenn Powell or Top Gun mentioned Ring the Bell. $5 in the, yeah, $5 in the drive. Yeah. Um, I haven't watched I haven't watched Top Gun in like three weeks, you guys. It's it's uh it's something you 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 texted me that you said out loud <laughs> to yourself, wow, I haven't watched Top Gun in three weeks. 
<laughs> it's been a few weeks and again i love doing these marvel rewatches but when it's when you're in you're in there's so much content now um, for before more restore should we answer the question of what's better scream or scream 2 you're you're fresh yeah. off i re- i remember liking scream 2 more this one is so i don't know going back to it it's so creative I don't know. I remember I, Scream 2 being scarier. I think of the the police car scene in Scream 2 always jumps out. Yeah, that, that is that one is like super fucking scary. Don't love that. Um again, just more bad cops. Like just especially that's another one where <laughs> yeah. So I I think I'm gonna go screen original scream because of the like groundbreaking groundbreaking it's hard to say groundbreaking when it's like an homage to so many horror movies but scream 2 is excellent um scream 3 is not good you guys i'm like i've got like 30 minutes left i was when we joined the call i was like hold on i forgot who did it and i'm fast forwarding figured it out <laughs> um because i had like 30 minutes left and i was like i really don't it's the same stuff i've watched way too much scream in the past like day and a half because it's just like very redundant um a lot of people making bad decisions mm. and you're just like stop doing that um but the connection of i guess in the same way like it's a loomis and a stranger or like someone who has no connection to thing but it's really so random to have it be mikey aka timothy oliphant um very random like you're just kind of like why is he so into this? And basically she like found him on the internet is, or I don't mean, it's like the not even described in depth, like how she like tracked down this guy that would be willing to kill a bunch of people. Two um, things there. One, it's amazing that they tapped Timothy Oliphant for that because like unreal, unreal character actor, just awesome. I need you He's when we're done sir. to go look at his Wikipedia. Cause we were talking before we started recording about Skeet Ulrich's like background Timothy Oliphant has that family tree is is crazy. Like it is like oh wow. So that's uh, see if we had done, he is my answer for the Peter Gallagher. Really? <laughs> Does he, he count for this? Um, he especially now he is very good looking. He is in uh, um, a movie that has been covered on this show that I am huge on which is uh, gone in 60 seconds with our guy, Nick Cage. <laughs> Nick Cage, the classic. Like Justified, Timothy Oliphant is very handsome. Um, the girl next door, Timothy Oliphant is scary. Yeah, oh yeah, terrifying. Yeah, no, he can definitely be. And so that part I get, like he's a good, crazy, like, he plays it well. Like, um, Okay, I'll say his he, Wikipedia picture is really good. Yes. He's got like some silver fox, silver facial hair going on. Like, yeah, that's yeah. He's I ain't mad at it. Um the the second one really amped up the cast in the sense of, like I said, it's like Sarah just Sarah. He just want to say Sarah just for Sarah Michelle Geller. Um, and then you've got Jerry O'Connell. If you want to talk 1996 babe fest, like Jerry O'Connell's he like, goes Jerry Maguire and then scream too. Yeah. Um, and then you've got, like I said, Jada Pinkett. Why am I blanking on who her date was at the beginning? Uh, Omar Epps. Yes. Um, also a really 
fun again fun's a weird way to say it but open cold open where they all go to see stab and she gets killed in the theater because everyone thinks it's a stunt for the movie like just absolutely wild like and everyone's wearing the masks and so it's like complete mayhem um and then who else oh heather graham is like the actress in the movie very 90s again (laughs) yes very 90s um but yeah it just was a it's an interesting addition to like it's a good sequel i think it's not better in my opinion yeah though there's joshua jackson in it which a lot of your faves a lot of your faves love that uh urban legends if you want to talk about 90s um like scary movie-esque thing urban legends also oh rebecca gayhart also in that and she's in scream too as is portia de rossi whatever oh yeah oh they're the sorority girls yeah wow a lot yeah a lot of a lot of names a lot of names it's a very heavy like in that sense where it's like wait that's so-and-so wait that's so-and-so um which you don't know usually these horror movies are like two people you recognize and a bunch of this is the last time you'll ever see them and it's really the opposite for the scream series um, yeah and Lori Lori metcalf ends up being the murderer yes. like the mom and she's also you know like famous fantastic yeah 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 um tori spelling plays herself in it oh luke wilson is billy from staff <laughs> I'm telling you, it's just like one of those where they just kind of like they had the cash from like could get from the yeah. first one. They're like, hey, you want to be in it? And they're like, sure, I'll be in it. Sure, I'll be uh, in Scream too. Why not? Sure, why not? Sure, why not? So, but but well, this one was fun. I'm glad we did it. Happy Halloween, everyone listening, I guess, if that's your thing. Uh Caroline, <laughs> where can the people follow you? Um, you can find me at CW Darney on on Twitter. Um, and you can check out our candy draft that we actually did today of the day of recording. So it'd be even better if this is coming out on Halloween that you can go see. I had, I saw, wait, you had the number one, that was your number one pick Reese's. Oh, okay. I do. Okay. Someone tweet. It was uh, Matt tweeted that I guess his number one pick was his number one pick was sweethearts that I, I am telling you. I have never laughed that hard and it went off the rails so quickly when my coworker, Andy Nesbitt, who's fantastic, took gobstoppers with the second overall pick. (laughs) That is deeply upsetting. He also in the third round took something called Alexander the grape. (laughs) That is, which I guess the grape equivalent of lemon heads. Oh, okay. I know what he's talking. Were Lemonheads on the board? So he ended up getting the whole, we did it very like, cause we only did four rounds. So like if you got, so when I got Reese's, I got all the Reese's variations. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. And so I got M&M's in the second round and I got all the M&M's. So peanut M&M's. Oh, that's, M&M's. that's a layup. Yeah. Yeah. I think Christian, Christian might've edged me cause I blew it. I should have taken Sour Patch Kids instead of Starburst. I like Starburst. I should, I'd stand by that. Um, Sour Patch Kids are also great for Halloween though. So fine. Um, but <laughs> it was just, Andy was like, well, I'm glad this is still on the board. We're like, Andy, we have never heard of this. <laughs> <laughs> he took gobstoppers and then runts, which are just essentially worse gobstoppers. <laughs> I like runts, but they, I mean, I'm, I'm going to, I can't wait to check it out. I, I can't wait so, to, to parse through this. 
Yeah, I don't know if the the audio still exists. We recorded the the Twitter space that we did it on, but it will be um, compiled. Matt Scalisi is going to put it into a post, um, so you can laugh at all of us and laugh at our picks. But that'll be on um, forthewind.usatoday.com. Everyone, so. go check that out. If you enjoyed this episode of Big Screen Sports, please remember to subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Rate and leave a review for an Apple podcast. If you want to support the show and vote on movies for the show to cover, uh, last day, today, day of recording or day of uh, day of publication is the last day to get in votes for a November movie. Go to patreon.com slash big screen sports. Keep your eyes peeled on this feed this week for a special interview drop with uh, just a legendary director. So tune in for that. If you're a baseball fan, check out my interviews here. Some Phenom of the Farm that's presented by Baseball America. And as for big screen sports, we'll catch you next Monday. Thanks for listening. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.